Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to make a difference right where you are. Well, hello and welcome to the Difference Makers podcast. So excited that you have joined us for this episode where we want to inspire you to use your gifts, your passions, and your story in the places that God has given you influence. And I'm so excited that today we have Alex Seeley with us. Welcome, Alex. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. We're so happy to have you here from Nashville. Alex and her husband are lead pastors of the Belonging Co. in Nashville. But I I love for people to hear when we've got guests on the podcast, kind of the story behind the story. So obviously y'all are leading this massive church in Nashville that is exploding. There's like I, worship just flowing out of the house there and yeah. so much amazing things that are happening. But that that's you're not from Nashville. No. <laughs> so I would love just to start with the the that that is the place God's given you influence now. Yeah. But there was a journey to getting there. So maybe help us understand how did Absolutely. you even discover that was yeah. the place. Well, Nashville wasn't thus saith the Lord. It just kind of made sense. But to back up a little bit, we have been in ministry and pastors helping our senior pastors back in Australia. And uh, so I've been in ministry for 25 years. So Mm. we helped pioneer a movement and a church called Planet Shakers in Australia. And so my husband did all the worship and uh, I was one of the executive pastors there to help um, build the church. Yeah. So we've been in ministry for a very long time. And so then around 2012, we took, this is a very short condensed version, but we took a leap of faith and felt God's sake go to America. And we won the green card lottery, which wow. was kind of our fleece to think, well, if that's what God wants, that's where he has us. So we ventured out um, on Easter weekend to Nashville, Tennessee. And Nashville really just made sense. It wasn't, mm. like I said, a thus saith the Lord. Yeah. My husband's been in music and worship and production his whole life. So he um, could set up a studio and mm. work from there. And so really we had no intention of starting a church at all. Oh, wow. Um, we just were like, okay, Lord, we're available. What do you have for us? But I think what... Um, just struck us in a huge way was the need for musicians, artists and people that are on the road all Mm. the time just needed shepherding. And so we responded to a need and therefore we just opened our home and it wasn't a church even to a year in. Wow. But we had 120 people in our basement and... (sighs) We were like, oh, and all these people were calling it their church. But we were like, no, 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 guys, this is not a church. We are not your pastors. This is just ministry. This is just a good little well to drink from. And mm. and then it wasn't until we actually got um, a job offer in California that it really kind of caused us to look at, okay, what is this? And we had two incredible prophetic words that confirmed that we were supposed to start this church. Mm. And we had no idea what we were doing. Um <laughs> And so everything about the belonging has been upside down, opposite to the natural rhythm of how to birth a church. Um, but the rest is history. And so yeah. we've been there five years. Uh, we've lived there seven, but mm. five years the church has been going officially and we're loving it. It's, I love what you said. So you responded to a need. So mm. you moved first and yep. you respond to a need. And I think that's yep. often like God just, he shows us needs every yes. day if we're aware. That's right. If we're just looking, if we've got our eyes yep. open to see the needs in front of us. That's right. And that opposite life. So one of the things that we talk a, a lot at Cross Timbers about is 
the way that, that the world views leaders and yep. the world's de- definition of leader is completely opposite to the way that the kingdom defines yes. a leader. And so you guys modeled that. So what in that process, I'm sure there were some obstacles that y'all got to overcome from moving. You got the green card, you moved here. Yeah. But I, so often I see leaders, difference makers, yeah. they see an obstacle and it's like, well, maybe that's not actually the need that I'm supposed to respond to. Yeah. Um, and so they back away from it. Mm-hmm. So what's an obstacle maybe y'all face? And then how did you press through? Well, to be honest, there wasn't an obstacle. Wow. So I'm going to say that in the way that we were the obstacle. <laughs> we were the obstacle because we kept saying, no, I don't want to do a church. I don't want, but yet the church was already formed. Mm. It was already there. We were the obstacle. And when we got out of the way, it was actually the most effortless building of church that I've ever been a part of. Wow. And I'm not saying it doesn't come with its issues and problems, but the effortless of, it actually made revelation to me of when mm. it says, unless God builds his church, his labor is built in vain. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd realizing, I'd realized, oh, this is, this is how God builds his church. Yeah. He builds it. We facilitate it. We steward it. Mm. And I was in the way of stopping it from being the church. And when I got on board with that, it has been literally just like venues would appear and then we would Mm. go and book them and then people would fill them. And then it was almost like we were catching up. We were always the obstacle because we were still in that denial Mm. of, no, 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 I don't want to be a pastor of this church. I don't want to be a pastor of this church. So when we got a hold of that and actually ran with it, um, look, every, every ebbs and flows, I think what people need to do is never fear an obstacle because just because God said yeah. it doesn't mean it's all peaches and cream. Anything takes work and yes. is always going to have problems, but you're the, pro- you're the problem solver. That's Every good. influential leader is yes. a problem solver. And so whatever issue came our way, which wasn't, they're, they're like run of the mill, normal stuff. So I can't really look at it and go, there was a massive obstacle. Yeah. Because there wasn't. I was the obstacle. (laughs) Henry was the obstacle. When we got out of the way, uh, God's just flourished it. But I think for me it was the fear of Mm. I can't do this. Uh, God, you're you're way ahead of me and I don't think I can keep up. And so I had to get in line with how he saw it. And he was like, well, it's not about you. You're not building this. I am. And mm. so it takes the pressure off and that just took massive pressure off me performing yeah. and allowing him to lead it. And we just followed. Mm. And that's a, that's a concept too. I think that's so contrary the opposite yeah. life that yeah. um, leaders have to follow first. Yes. So, they have to serve. Yes. So mm. talk about that a little bit. You, so you just released this new book, The yeah. Opposite Life, that's all about these like yeah. these opposing things between yep. the way that the world views what yep. it should look like and how the kingdom does. So that's one of the concepts in the book. Yes. And this is what I've learned over the years is that we're all trying to emulate the world. And Jesus came 2,000 years ago and said, hey, guys, you're following all these crazy laws. I actually only probably gave you a third of them. You've added to them. Mm. And now I'm coming to give you a new world order. And that's flipping 
everything upside down in my kingdom it's you go low to mm. go high you serve in order to be great mm-hmm. you love when others hate you you turn the other cheek when someone strikes you you actually sow into people's life when they steal from you mm. you love your offender you pray for those and bless those that hurt you and persecute you and in fact I'm going to die in order that you may live so everything is different to oh well I've got to climb the corporate ladder and I've right. got a network with these people to get here and I've got a big name myself to to make a name for myself so that I'm noticed and then I'm followed and God's like no 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 I, I need you to do everything opposite and I think if we can understand the kingdom way which is so contrary to the world right. number one the world takes notice but often we are more blessed than the world because the world may have empty mm material possessions, but they don't have favor and influence. But also they're, they're, well, they do in a way in the world's way, but they don't have this. It's empty. It's empty. They don't have a fulfillment in their spirit that's eternal and everything is going to die with them. Yes. Yet everything we do in the kingdom has an eternal reward. So while the world's banking up rewards on earth and awards and accolades, we're building like rewards in heaven. And I think we've got to shift our focus from 85 years of living on this earth Mm. to an eternal perspective, which shifts the game for you because you don't, you don't care now about the menial things that everybody else is striving for. Yeah. And they get all the stuff and they're still unhappy. So, Mm. okay. So tell me maybe either a story from your life or a story you, you have a lot of stories in the book yeah. about people that have served alongside of you guys and yeah. been part of the Belonging Co. Because I always love to take like, I, a lot of times people here at Cross Timbers will say, well, that's great. You're a difference maker. You have a platform or you have a title or a role, but I, like I'm just a mom or I'm just yeah. the leader of the PTA. And so help those that don't, they, they disqualify themselves because they, they again, the world's view That's of right. positional leadership when yep. Jesus went low. So maybe a story that is a favorite of yours. Well, story is just of my life because when I came to Nashville, I felt God say to me, I don't want you to tell anybody what you've done in the past mm-hmm. because right now you're a full-time mum. That's what you do. Uh, it's not who you are. It's 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 what you do. You have two children that you're looking after. You, you don't have a job, but you don't need to say about anything that you've done in the past. Mm. And I just kept my mouth quiet. And it's funny because I was in the eyes of everybody just a mum. And I don't believe it's just a mum. Right. I think mum, mumming is the best and it, most yes. intense job in the whole world. Yes. But the, the world views it as just a mum. Mm-hmm. But I remember the Lord saying to me, Alex, who are you without the title of Pastor Alex? Who are you without the paycheck Mm. from the church? And who are you without the backing of the name Planet Shakers? Who are you without being Henry Seeley's wife? And I said, I'm your daughter first Mm. and foremost. And he says, great, that's all you need. Be my daughter. You're a carrier of the Mm. presence of God. You carry all authority as you are. Now go into the world, just like I commanded everybody in Matthew 28, 19, and make disciples. Mm. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, and teach them everything I've taught you. And guess what? I'll be with you forever. <sighs> and all I did, literally, and I did this for a year, every human that I came into contact, I made sure I left an impression and left them better than I found them mm. by praying over them, speaking life over them, being an ear to to listen, a shoulder to cry on, and a prayer partner and a warrior for them. And I cannot tell you, that's how we built the church. 
I took one person at a time and I changed the world without a microphone, without a yes. platform and without the four walls of the church. So whoever you are, you are a carrier of the presence of God and you don't need all the things. I didn't have an Instagram account. I didn't have anything. I didn't have books. I didn't have... I was just Alex, daughter of the king, mm. going my out on my way and saying, who can I impact today? And I think if you can do that, God will then start open doors that you didn't even realize were there for the taking. Mm. So just be yourself and make every day count and be intentional with the shopping lady at Publix or, <laughs> you know, the person, the woman at school. I just blessed somebody the other day who was going to a jail and the, the warden, who was quite harsh and very, like, standoffish. And I thought, hmm, she's hurting. Mm. So instead of reacting, I did the opposite. So I blessed her with words of life. I gave her the flowers that were given me because I was the speaker at the prison. And by the end of it, she's bawling her oh. eyes out, wrapping her arms around me and saying, I was kissed by God today. I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Anyone can yes. do that. I That wasn't me on the platform. So that was me good. coming in and changing a life just by being the hands and feet of Jesus. That's it's that so, simple. It is. And I love like yeah. the first place for all of us to start is who, who am I? Yes. Like the, the, I, cause if we don't have our identity, right, none of the rest of it's going to work nope. out, but that's twisted so much for so many. I just, I took a few small groups here through your book, Taylor yes. made and just the revolutionary changing yeah. of just like I'm nothing unless I'm a daughter or I'm a son. Yes. And then everything else, like you said, falls. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and yep. then all of the other things and the things that we want then line up with his kingdom and, totally. and what he desires. So, totally. So what's another concept from the book? You've got the love versus hate, the yep. serve, the master. All, serve versus master. master. Yep. So love versus hate, I feel like that's a really big one Huge. in our culture today. Yeah, because I think we we all have enemies. Yes. Uh, some of them are in our families. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's somebody who's against you on something. Mm -hmm. And I think the culture that we're living in today is quite hostile to having an enemy, an enemy on mm -hmm. Instagram, an enemy on Facebook. It feels like if you don't agree or think the way I do, yes. you're automatically an enemy. Yes. And it's, it's quite alarming that it's in the church even. Like, you know, we're seeing yes. divides across denominations. We're seeing divides across bodies. Yes. And... We're now treating one another like an enemy. I mean, I remember posting something once about, you know, rescuing the children at the border. Yes. And apparently I was a Trump hater. And I was like, no, 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 no. I have never, ever, ever said that. I honour my leaders, pray for my leaders. But actually this is a very pertinent issue that, and I'm going to my leader yes. to do something about it. And yes. thank God the next day he writes the bill that the parents would be reunited and everyone that was angsty and against me ended up repenting because they were like, oh, that that's what it was about. But I did it in kindness. Yeah. And so instead of me retaliating and saying, how dare you judge me and da, 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 I just said, hey, guys, my heart is just for the children because mm. trauma is a real thing that they're going to have to go through in their lives. I just don't want them going through a traumatic experience. Well, when I did the opposite, rather than react but respond in love, well, God actually changed the order. Mm. But then people turned around and went, I'm really sorry the way I, I said that yesterday. It's amazing when kindness is exchanged for hate, how it disarms mm. the enemy. If you love instead of hate, 
they have nowhere to go with that. They're expecting a fight. They're expecting a reaction. They're expecting hostility. If you flip it and actually go, well, I'm sorry, that's how you feel, but, you know, but I bless you, whatever. Give, I have given so many gifts over my life to people that have been mean to me, that mm. have spoken ill of me, and it's not fake. It's I genuinely choose to bless you right now. It is a choice, and I'm telling you, the minute you give that gift, when somebody's been hostile and mean to you, they're like, oh, I've got nowhere to go with this. Mm. And it will change the trajectory of how the world views Christians because yes. Christians are known for what they're against more than what they're for. Right. And if God is love and we're supposed to be known as his disciples by our love, yes, that doesn't just mean people who are friends with us because mm. there's no credit, the Bible says. He says, what credit is it when you love those that love you? Mm. The credit, because even the pagans do that, the credit is when you love your enemy. Mm. That's when people take notice. So I've had many situations where I've been justified to react because I've been wronged. Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't require that from us. Jesus was completely innocent and he didn't react. He responded in love by giving his life and laying it down for his enemy. Mm. Not for his friends. He did it for both, but he went on that cross with all his enemies mocking him. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the power. That, we don't need a war. We need a love revolution. Yes. And so I think if we can um, just Ooh. live opposite, yes. we'll, we'll change the game. We'll change the, we'll change the culture. But the yes. other thing that I'm noticing right now is like you look at the, the younger ages of millennials and then Generation Z... And the, most of them identify as religious nuns. They have yes. no religious affiliation. Yes. And we, I'm saying me included in yeah. this, 40 years old, yeah. there's been our, our generation above us are like, well, what's wrong with that generation? But when you step away from it and you watch exactly what you described, bombs being thrown from one church to cross denominations, and we wonder why they don't want to engage totally. with what we've created. That is the love revolution is how we're going to change. Totally. The trajectory of the church, the totally. American church, the worldwide church yes, as we know it. the worldwide church because really the core of humanity's brokenness is rejection. Mm. It, it, it's the core because it's the garden, separation from God, right? So there's this core root in all of us that we need to belong. We want that sense of being accepted yes. and belonging. And we as the church who have been loved by a God who mm. we are completely unworthy of that love, mm. how dare we now turn around and say, well, you need to measure up. It's mm. almost just yes. counter the yes. gospel because we should have been discarded, kicked to the curb by God. We get let in to the inner circle of kingdom, but then we decide who can come in and come. Like, it's that sounds weird. like when Jesus walked in and flipped the yes. tables over for him. Totally. He's like, guys, this is meant to be prayer, not, you know, you're selling things and you're doing all the cool stuff. Yeah. But what does the person down the back feel when mm. they walk into your environment? Do they feel like they belong? Do they feel like they can come, what's and all? Do they feel like that if they were an adulterer, a murderer, a rapist, a pedophile even, yeah. can they come in mm. and find Jesus? Now I'm not condoning putting those people right. in any leadership position. or what, But I'm saying we need to love these people back to life. They're yes. broken. Yes. And so the pimp, the prostitute, the just the, the broken, the porn addict. And guess what? Our churches are full of them. Yes. They're all secret. 
Mm. And, but you know, Christians and how do we break down that barrier of shame? Because you talked about the, the needing yes. to be accepted and belong. But the yeah. only way they can truly be accepted and belong yeah. is if we're able to, to yep. remove that barrier of shame and right. really accept, not That's just right. come on in. And That's right. And I think leaders need to be transparent. Mm. And I'm not saying wear your dirty laundry in the process of it all. But after the fact, I think what the church and why the millennials don't appreciate church as yeah. it's been is because the pastor is seen as this perfect model Christian person. So many of them fall. So many of them can't keep up with the appearance. And all young people are wanting is something raw, authentic and real. To be able to say, hey, guys, I'm with you. Yes. But this is how I got through it. Mm. Not, oh, I've arrived now and I'm beyond the law and I... You know, and, and I think that when they see transparency and vulnerability, mm. they feel trust. They, they feel, I can trust this place. I can come in here and actually. So for our church, we constantly open the altars. I mean, we had a, a whole thing on mental health recently. And we got one of the, our counsellors that we refer a lot of our people to when, they're, when we're banked up. And uh, he just, so we got him to share and he just goes, I, I can't believe I'm in a church that actually talks about pornography openly from the pulpit. Yeah. I'm like, or mental health. Right. And I'm like, but if we can't do it here in mm. the safety of the four walls, how on earth, is, this is why people are going out there and they're getting the wrong advice. Yes. yes. So it's just, again, just Jesus was not fearful of the prostitute and going and saving her and sitting by her side and saying, hey, I... This is just symptomatic. Yeah. You've got five, you've had five husbands and the one you're living with now, he's not even your husband. But guess what? You're longing for something you can't find in a man. Mm. Let me bring you living water. See, we've got to look beyond the action of a person because hurt people hurt people yes. and they especially hurt themselves. Yeah. So it's about seeing beyond. That's so good. Okay. So listening to you talk about giving a gift to someone who's hurt you, wronged you, the, the being able to continue to stay low yeah. when, when, we actually get built up. If you, when you start to have influence as a leader, yeah. the people around you start to build you up, but yep. it's so important to continue to stay low. So what are some daily disciplines for people that are listening to continue to choose love over hate? Like that's, you said it's a choice, yeah. but it, it takes practice. So what yep. are some just daily disciplines that keep you in that state of yeah. living the opposite life? It is being in the presence of God on a daily basis. And I don't mean that just like a religious do my devotions, but I can't do this apart from Holy Spirit. Mm. And so it's always allowing the Holy Spirit to be present so that I can lean into a check in my heart. Like, so if, if I feel myself wanting to react, leaning into the check of Alex, what are you going to do here? Mm. Are you going to just yell or are you going to get mad or are you going to pray and you're going to ask God for wisdom? How are you going to act right now? And I think too, I assess myself every single day. At the end of each day, I say, Father, I hope that I pleased you today. What were the areas that I didn't, oh, where were the areas that I didn't? And I repent. Like even today, I got mad at, at something because somebody just was entitled about something and I reacted. Now, not to them, about them, still not right. Mm. And I said, God, I'm about to go preach and I need to clean my heart. So, Father, I repent for just getting mad. Mm. I will instruct rather than get mad. They clearly have missed the point. So it's time for me to instruct. So, Father, forgive me and God, give me a clean heart and let me move forward. Well, that's good. The daily, I love daily. that at the end of the day. Yeah, check your heart. Yes. I do heart checks. We, we, we talk about it at church all the time. 
just get a heart check because, you know, an X-ray will pick up the slightest mass and that slight mass will always turn into a big one if left unchecked. So just check the little masses and all you have to do on a daily basis. This is why God's like, don't let the sun go down on your wrath every night. Keep short accounts, repent, forgive those who've hurt you. That's why the Lord's prayer is so beautiful. It's acknowledging God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom way. God, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. And those who trespass against us, right? And lead us not into a temptation. Deliver us from evil and for thine is the kingdom, the glory, the power forever. I mean, we we quote that and put that on our walls. But actually, that's a daily discipline Mm. every single day. Honor him, ask for those needs, repent because we've been trespassed against, forgive and God keep us from evil. And I tell you what, it shifts everything. And so then even if you fall and you stumble, you get to the end of the day, God's beautiful and quick to forgive, slow to anger. And, you know, you, you will end up becoming a, a it's like a habit yeah and then it, it just becomes natural you don't get frustrated try it when you're in road rage you know take because no one can hear you you're by yourself use yourself as a discipline I'm not gonna freak out about this yeah. I'm just gonna put the worship on a little louder and I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna take a little longer to get to work today I'm not gonna get mad because I'm not gonna sin in my anger it's starting with those small tiny decisions I'm not gonna react when my kids are yelling I'm actually going to learn to instruct them rather than get frustrated with them. I'm not going to yell at my husband. I'm going to share with him why that irritates me rather Mm. than react to him and expect him to work it out. Like let's sit back every day and just go, where are the areas perhaps that I'm causing the chaos. That's so, and, and I love like, that the daily systems check because, yeah. like you said, the X-ray picks up on yes. every little thing. And what happens, I, at least for me personally, if I've had something that I got frustrated with my kids, instead of instructing that, yeah. if I don't do that daily check, then what happens is that that gives the enemy a, a way to come in because I'm beating myself up. As, yes. as soon as it happens, I know I know I did I know yeah. I was wrong. But if yeah. I don't repent and do that, the systems check, yeah. then tomorrow. Yeah. Shame's already entered. Like I'm That's already it. beating myself up as a mom. And but so but shame is a there's a lie there. And That's so right. but I'm more likely to be even more frustrated That's the next right. day. And so Absolutely. I love that. It's so beautiful just to yeah. catch it. Catch it because then it saves everybody problems. Because I used to have a really short fuse. Like I would get easily frustrated and just feel feel the need to express it in being angry. And even if it wasn't at somebody, I'd get mad at the computer or mad at the... And then I remember my husband, Henry, saying, you know, that's just really a lack of self-control. You need to get that under control. And I'd be like, no, I don't. (laughs) I need to get that under control. (laughs) But you know what? You do. Mm. And I have got so much better in when something frustrates me, I just take a deep breath and realise, okay, this is my opportunity to get a solution to a problem. And honestly, I think it makes all the difference because in your workplace, if you're always displaying the fruits of the spirit, Mm. then the world takes notice. When you always have peace about you, when you always have self-control, when you always have love at every occasion, when you always have goodness and kindness. I mean, you think about that. Mm. That's attractive. It's very attractive and people want you around. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I love it. So couple of things for people that are listening today is the daily I mean that is so practical and so easy that daily check get your heart x-rayed find out what what 
what we need to repent for yes. so we can start the next day fresh. Yes. And then I love the, the who am I, like asking ourselves yeah. that question at the end of the day, without the title, mm-hmm. without everything else, who am I? Is there any last piece of advice that you would give people that are listening today that long to be difference makers but aren't really sure yeah. where to start? Literally just study God, Jesus's life. Go to the Gospels and look at how he responded, acted, lived, and take lessons out of that book because he's our ultimate example. And if so, you don't know where to start. Just look at all the mm-hmm. scenarios and do a little little study of, okay, how was Jesus when, when everything was going wrong? How did he respond? What did he do? And then I can apply it to certain situations. And sometimes I think we get overwhelmed with the word because we're like, where do you start? How do yeah. you read it? Look at the Gospels and look at each angle, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, of how Jesus acted and responded. And I tell you, it will change your life. And it will change the life. I love, too, just your story, Alex, of starting in Nashville. Mm. The 120 people that were meeting in your basement that were just one-on-one conversations yeah. and one-on-one choosing yep. to just sit beside them and pray yep. with them. And like you said, before you know it, you look up in the first day, it's just like, okay, what did Jesus do? I'm going to do that for one person. And then you look up and there's 120 and yeah. then you look up and it's thousands. Yeah. But it started with the choice to... Always for the one. Yes. Always. It started, the first lady I ever ministered to was my daughter's vocal teacher mm. in her home after vocal class. Half an hour of vocal class and then I would sit with her and say, how are you going? Now tell me how you're really going. What's the Lord saying? <sighs> that and question right there. Whew. And no joke, I, I used to pray for people to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. In their homes, like just <laughs> everywhere. So it's very easy if you're intentional about it. Yes. And looking. Looking. Looking yeah. for the need. It's so good. Thank you so much, Alex, for My joining pleasure. us today. It's been such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to share this if it's been a blessing to you. We want other people to be able to hear about ways that they can step out as difference makers. So have a great day and we'll see you next month.